The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. In a few minutes, we'll be talking with Jim DaCosta, sales manager with Assemblies Unlimited. But first, as we do every week, some news and notes. Companies and brands you'll be hearing about today include Coca-Cola, Aldi, Alibaba, Whole Foods, and Fresh Market. The news brought to us by GMA Smart Brief, Smart Brief of Sustainability, Specialty Foods News, Supermarket News Daily, and Just Food. It is safe to say that personalization has been making waves in the marketing industry. Perhaps the most well-known example is Coca-Cola's Share a Coke. It launched in the UK back in 2013 and saw Coca-Cola grow its Facebook community by 3.5% and globally by 6.8%. But the campaign also reversed declining sales for Coca-Cola. Thanks to the campaign, the company saw a 2.5% increase in total sales and soft drink volume went up by 0.4%. More recent examples include Marmite, which is giving consumers the chance to personalize a Marmite jar with their or someone else's name. The jars are available to buy uh, in early November and on the brand's Facebook page. Philippa Arkinson, assistant brand manager for Marmite, comments, We're delighted to be entering the growing market for personalized products. Marmite has an innate ability to create talkability, and we believe our personalized jars will do just that. Meanwhile, Nutella came out with almost the exact same concept in a bid to interact with shoppers on a more personal level and build brand loyalty. The Your Nutella Your Way campaign, which launched in early November as well, allows buyers to put their name on the jar of Nutella, which will be promoted across TV, video on demand, and digital, social, and in-store campaigns. The reason for brands wanting to pursue personalization is clear. Consumers love something that's personal and unique to them. Research by Hanley Wood Business Media conducted in 2013 showed 78% of all consumers stated that the brands that would create a unique and personalized content are more interested in building a relationship with them. And that all means money. Let's take a look at the four most valuable uses of social data that Joel Wendell has covered in a recent talk that pertained to social data. Number one is spotting patterns in conversation. Windows mentioned a retailer in the U.S. who, when there was a shooting outside of one of its stores, found out through social 10 minutes quicker than it would have had it waited for the official police phone call. 
Then there was a food brand in France that didn't list a meat element in a supposedly vegetarian product because it legally didn't have to. When the news broke out, it made the front page in France. But had the food brand studied conversations on social media, it could have reacted to the problem earlier and dealt with it before it blew up. Number two, reactive customer experiences. When Dell's talked about take banking brands as an example of this, whereby they can use data from social conversations to find out when cash points are broken and so on. But one of the most interesting case studies he brought up was from Argos. They got rid of the laminated book of dreams and replaced it with iPads, but they didn't know how people would react. Argos Tube Station Store 2014 market research is too slow. But using social data, Argos actually listed, listened to what people were saying in stores and reacted accordingly. Argos found a significant regional differences in preference by studying social data. Number three, market research. Windows uh, referred to Sony's marketing campaign for its first e-reader. It assumed its usual target audience of young males would apply. But after releasing the product, Sony studied social media conversations and realized it was women who were interested. So it adapted the product to better suit that segment and then re-released it with a new marketing campaign. Sony actually changed the product based on what the market wanted and how it reacted. Number four, strategic sales. One of the most interesting points of the session was around how companies can find things out about the customers that aren't related to their brand. A clothing brand, for example, could look at people's social profiles to understand who they are and what they do and what they're, what they're not buying and when, when they're not buying the clothing brand's products. Then the brand could target those customers based upon what they know the customer likes. If you can engage with people in a way that's relevant and interesting to them, you're much more likely to get a sale. What will happen in the future? The most interesting point of the talk was around the potential future link between social brand value and the actual share price of a company. But even now, we can see so social data completely changing the way businesses approach certain things, and Windows uses ice cream as an example to illustrate his point. Conventional wisdom has always been that you sell more ice cream when it's sunny. But we worked with a brand to map social data and found that most ice cream is actually eaten when it's raining. These kind of findings have the potential to completely flip all ideas on their head, and it shows how valuable this kind of data can be as a new way of looking at things. Aldi has had a phenomenal year in terms of both its brand and its business. According to the latest Kantar World Panel data, sales of the discounter were up 17.6% in the most recent quarter, giving it a 5.6 share of the market. Its revenues were up 31% in 2014. Meanwhile, the big four grocers have all experienced sales and profit drops and consistently warned of tough trading as the discount grocers continue to attract consumers. This is also the year it announced its sponsorship of Team Great Britain as it looks to celebrate its British credentials. The supermarket and its marketing strategy have been consistently praised by brands in other sectors, with Ryanair recently saying it wants to become the Aldi of the air. The judges praised Aldi, giving, calling it the epitome of a challenger brand. It was hailed for redefining the entire supermarket sector and really taking on the established grocery brands to become part of the British psyche. Ramana James was recently appointed to one of the hottest new jobs in the C-suite. As head of a group, shared value of an insurance Australia group, he is the forefront of a growing global movement 
which is examining how to grow profits for businesses while delivering value to the community. The concept of shared value coined by the godfathers of the movement, Michael Porter and Mark Kramer in Harvard Business Review article in 2011, is taking the business world by storm and has supplanted corporate responsibility, CSR, as a new way for businesses to thrive while benefiting the community in which it operates. Shared value turns the established concept of CSR on its head. CSR required big business to write off a bucket of money to spend on charity work and the not-for-profit sector with no strings attached in order to retain license to operate. Shared value, on the other hand, proudly seeks to maximize company profits while curing the world's ills along the way. This converts to new corporate religion claim that it's sustainable, long-term approach that is superior to tokenistic corporate philanthropy, which can be subject to the whims and management of verities of budget cuts. The shared value approach takes the opportunity to solve societal problems by placing that responsibility squarely within the operations of a business. Alibaba is reportedly in talks to invest up to $80 million in the grocery ordering app Boxed Wholesale, according to sources familiar with the matter. This would be China's, the China-based company's second attempt to compete with Amazon directly in the U.S. without starting its own brand, as it recently invested in startup Jet.com. Boxed is an online retailer of bulk grocery items. It distinguishes itself from the likes of Amazon and Costco Wholesale by being mainly mobile-based and requiring no membership fee. Boxed raised $25 million in funding in January from GGV Capital. Alibaba has been trying to boost its revenue outside of China. Jet.com and Boxed would shift its focus to convenience and common household items rather than giving customers a way to discover new products. Drought depresses Kenya's black tea production. A drought at the beginning of the year has slowed Kenya's tea production in the first nine months of 2015. The output from the country, which is the world's leading explorer of black tea, is down by 14% this year in comparison to 2014. Kenya has produced 271.4 million kilograms of black tea by September, down from 315.7 kilograms, million kilograms in the same period last year. Specialty condiments maker Beaverton Foods finalized a partnership with Dot Foods in which Dot Foods, one of the nation's largest food redistributors, will take Beaverton products to all 50 states and 25 countries. Beaverton is the maker of Beaver Brands and Ingelhofer lines of mustards and other goods. It's also one of the largest safe quality food certified processors of authentic wasabi products in North America. Independently owned restaurants across the U.S. will now have access to Beaverton products, whereas in the past the company managed its distribution in-house and distribution was limited to the West Coast. Beaverton Foods partnership also supports Dot Foods pursuit of more specialty and natural food manufacturers reported the Portland Business Journal. The Duchess of Cambridge mulls organic food line. That's right. Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, is said to be launching her own organic food brand. She currently grows organic vegetables at her estate in Norfolk, England, called Anmer Hall, and has plans to start a brand under the name Anmer Organics, according to sources. Her father-in-law, Prince Charles, also has a food brand called Duchy Originals, which offers products like bacon, jam, and beer, and has generated large amounts of money for charitable causes. Sources say... Sources say Kate's sister, Pippa, may also be involved in the project as she is training to be a nutritionist is working on a number of products related to health foods. The two have already developed a grow-your-own-vegetable kit that is expected to be included under the Anmer brand, reported the Daily Mail.
Fresh Market founder and board chairman Ray Berry contacted several private equity firms seeking a buyout for the 30-year-old chain of gourmet supermarkets. Although no one has yet, no offer has yet been made, Fresh Market shares increased 14% on the buyout rumor. Based in Greensboro, North Carolina, Fresh Market operates 176 stores in 27 states across the U.S. and the market capitalization of $1.3 billion. Sales of organic and natural foods are more popular than ever, but Whole Foods does not seem to be benefiting from this rise in demand. The company's shares are almost 50% lower than they were at the start of the year, and analysts are worried it won't be able to compete against the mainstream retailers that are adding more specialty items. For example, Costco Wholesale claims to be the largest seller of organic foods, while Walmart is selling its line of organic products for almost the same as conventional items. Whole Foods is working to change its high price image by lowering prices and planning a new concept called 365, which will offer more inexpensive items. However, analysts believe the company may be ripe for a takeover since it is one of the highest sales per square foot, has enough cash flow to finance expansion, and has almost no debt. Millennials prefer specialty food companies. More than two-thirds of five, two-thirds, two in five millennials are 43%. Do not trust large foods companies, according to research from Mintel. However, only 18% of non-millennials share that mistrust. Nearly three-fourths, 75, 74% of millennials would like food manufacturers to be more transparent on how their products are made. And 59% will even stop buying a brand if they believe its practices are unethical. Almost 60% also agree that if you purchase a food product, reflects your personality and values, which is about 30 percentage points more than non-millennials. The generation is more likely, this generation is more likely than others to avoid processed foods and is also more open to trying different diets. They consider themselves to be foodies and look for products that have premium or high quality ingredients. However, they like to stay within their budget. Starbucks is dealing with the decision to go after the fashion trend rather than traditional approach for its annual Red Cups this holiday season. This year, the Red Cups, which debuted in November, November 1st, feature an ombre design in which the deep hues from top to bottom. The cups and messages about them got their own emoji and messages from the phrase hashtag Red Cup or hashtag Red Cups. Starbucks, which declined an interview on the matter, posted more details about the cup design on Sunday. In the past, we've told stories with our holiday cups, said Jeffrey Fields, VP of Design and Content. This year, we wanted to usher in the holidays with a purity of design that welcomes all our stories. Okay, folks, it's time for a short break. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Jim DaCosta from Assemblies Unlimited. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. 
At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back to Ditch the Box, ladies and gentlemen. Assemblies Unlimited is a full turnkey specialist in contract packaging, food packaging, and fulfillment services. With over 20 years in business, we pride ourselves, they pride themselves on being responsive and accessible to their customers, knowing that the packaging step is often the last one considered and that tight lit deadlines are the norm. With normal with multiple plant locations across the US, Assemblies Unlimited can manage your complete packaging project from start to finish while saving you money through the local sourcing of your raw packaging materials. Jim DaCosta is sales manager for Assemblies Unlimited, has a vast background in various packaging companies that handled everything from industrial paper to retail packaging solutions. Jim has a unique ability to focus on the job at hand, regardless if it's a crisis situation or run-of-the-mill day at the office. I know you'll enjoy hearing from him, and he's a lot to say in all the different facets of Assemblies. Joining us today, fresh off a of vacation in Mexico, Jim DaCosta. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it. So we were talking off air. You just got back from Mexico on Sunday. You're digging yourself out of all these emails that you've got. How are you doing so far? Give me the give me the litmus test. Everything's you're 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 kind of settling back in. We're getting there. Yes, it's it's never ending process, <laughs> but we're uh, we're slowly getting there. We got a good team here that uh, was able to let me take a vacation and enjoy nice. some time away. But um, you know, there's uh, always emails to be answered, and uh, everybody always needs something packaged. Tell me about it. You got well. That's a good segue. So, give our listeners that thirty thousand foot view of Assemblies Unlimited and and what kind of services that you offer. Well, we are, as you mentioned, we are a full turnkey um, solutions provider for uh, packaging, whether that's uh, a mom and pop uh, product or uh, you know a large major retailer or consumer product. Uh, we can offer kind of a wide variety of different things, but. We're able to either do a straight uh, labor job for you, so if you have all of your components and you just need me to fill them um, or club pack them out or put them into uh, certain retail items, we can do that. Or we can basically take it from start to finish, get your bags, your boxes, your retail counter displays, and the labor, uh, case labels, everything. So you're, all you're doing is sending me in your product and we'll put it all together for you, and the next thing you see is your finished product um, in your warehouse. And that's one of those things that, you know, you've, we've got various clients, just like you do, that from time to time kind of come in, and they have everything they need. They know exactly what they need, and they've got it all buttoned up. But I would imagine a big part of your business is really that whole entire process where somebody says, 
I've got X product. I need you to a source the product, or I guess you could say the ingredients, if you will, and and make it and assemble it. Would you guys do all of those kind of things? Just to just to clarify, you know, it, it's certain certain items we will. Um, you know, we do um, food and non-food items. So the non-food items. Uh, we do not get involved in sourcing any of those uh, those components as far as the uh, like if you have a a raw product that's uh, maybe a sand or something that's uh, more of a chemical side or a non food we don't deal with any of that that's when smart. you get to the food side we are able to um, source um, few ingredients you know spices um, sugars salts things of that nature and we can do full blending so uh, we like to try to have the customer take care of that portion of it because it's it's their product, it's you know their spec, it's their formula. So they, I'd like them to source most of the items, and then send them into us with a spec sheet that shows how they're to be blended, what's to be added, and then we can blend it all up and then put it into a pouch or into a box or wherever they want to put it. But we kind of you know it depends on the actual project itself. So we are we do have the capabilities to do it, um, but. You know, we would prefer the customer to at least send in those items to us. I think that's a smart move, and that's just a straight opinion on 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 my take of the. You know, we've both been in this business for many many years, and that's one of the yeah. things that the customer almost really needs to, especially when it's specialized towards their flavor version, whatever it is. If you can kind of you know push back to them and say, look, you've got to have well, not just skin in the game, but you got to be able to really and truly you know handle those specialty items. Because we'll put it together for you, quote unquote. But we want you, Mister Customer, to be able to kind of really, you know, give us those specialty items or flavors or ingredients. And I think that's a smart move. Yeah, and especially with everything going, you know, so organic right now. And you know, you might say, well, you know, we'd like an olive oil um, part of the the ingredient. Well, there's a vast <laughs> variety of no olive kidding. oils out there right now. Right. So right. I don't want to be responsible for your formula being wrong because we sourced the wrong one. And I mean, obviously, if we found one, we would get your, your specs on it first. But right. that starts, I mean, we're in, the, we're in the co-packing business. You know, we're not really in the sourcing business. We do do it for our customers if they, they require it and they really ask us to. But we're more in sourcing the items for packaging, putting the components all together, and giving you a finished product. I think that's that's it's another good segue into especially you had mentioned from the very beginning that you guys will will deal and work with mom and pops um, mm-hmm. and startups and things like that. What part of I'm not saying percentages, but um, do you still have and are there still a lot of mom and pops out there trying to bootstrap it, if you will, in, in this in oh, this world? Absolutely. I mean, we've spent uh, a lot of time and energy in putting together a you know um, a web based. Um, online data system, I guess is probably the best way I can put it, where uh, we have a very large presence on the Internet. And we get a lot of, you know, the first-timers that have, uh, you know, a product that they came up with, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of inventors. Um, We have to watch our time and is what we're investing our time into. Everybody wants to be the next millionaire. Right. I've got the next right. best product. Can you run me right. 500 of these? Because the next right. order is going to be a million. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> you know? I swear. Right. So, you know, and we like to, I mean, I'd, I'd love to help a lot of these guys out. And, you know, we have taken on a lot of small, small projects to start with. And they've turned into large accounts for us. And they've gone to Amazon. And, you know, so we do. But we have to definitely pick and choose what we're going to uh, throw our energy and time into. Because with the 10 smaller guys that call me, yeah, I've still got 20 large guys that are requiring my services as well. So, 
but I would say a good percentage of our, you know, on a daily a daily time between myself and my sales reps here, we get, um, you know, probably a good 15 calls that are small uh, startups, entrepreneurs um, with a product um, looking to get it packaged. And, you know, our minimums do require a little bit higher volume, you know, like if you're going to, if you have a, a spice product, for example, and you want to put it into a, into a pouch, I need to be at least around 10,000 pouches for me to even look at the project, you know, start right. a machine up, labor, all that. So if you're below that, you know, you're better off trying to find it. And there's not a whole lot of small sample guys, as we call them, that'll run sample pouches for you. Just right. there's no, there's not enough time to do it, you know. I think that's a that's also a really cool way to and I, and I'm just going to jump in there too a little bit off script if you will but a lot of times when people come to not just you guys or to us but I think it's a lesson for a lot of those mom and pops that if you reach out to us or any of us you me um, whatever it may be do your homework first meaning and I, I mean this in all respect you know I, I bet you the the companies that assemblies. Unlimited would jump in on are the ones where that guy has done his homework. He's not just saying, hey, Jim, go do all this work for me, and, um, and I'm not going to pay you, and I want 20 of them to start. But when somebody reaches out to us, and I bet, I'm just guessing, but I bet I, I know you as well as I do, that when somebody really has done their homework, knows what their market's like, understands what the competition's doing, understands their piece of this, has a big picture goal in mind, and can sell that to us, if you will, they have a much better opportunity to really get that project done and get us as, as a partner. Would you agree with that? I think that's a just a good segue. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody's time is valuable. And right. we do have, you know, a good handful of people that will call us up and, you know, they haven't done any of their homework. They don't know what they want to put their product in. They don't know where they're going to sell their product. They don't know their color schemes. They don't know anything. Right. And they're coming to me, they have a basil and they right. want me to do the whole entire project for them. That's not my job. Um, we will offer design ideas, and we will yep. offer you know art ideas for them, but my job is not to get your product to market. My job is not to um, help you in the fact of creating everything for you. you know, right. Everything I do here, there's no charge to it. So right. if you come to me and say, Jim, you know, we've got a product, we're going to put it in a retail carton, here's the retail carton size, there's going to be four of these going into here, and then ten of those are going into a master shipper. Um, can you, you know, do a design for me, or CAD design, and can you make me a sample of that? Here's the dimensions. All day right. long, I'll, I will knock it out of the park for you. Right. But I don't have the time or the energy to take your product and turn it into, because if that's the case, I'll do it for myself. <laughs> right, right, I don't exactly. have any money vested in your project, and I, I just don't have the time to do that. And you know, you can tell that those are the guys that are, uh, they're fishing for me to do their, their homework for them, Correct. as you said. And I, you know, we just don't have the time to do that. Well, and, and a lot of those people that come to us as well, either you, you can really tell in about 30 seconds if somebody is doing this as a lifestyle kind of hobby um, mm -hmm. that they're going Absolutely. to kind of like kick around. Gee, I always wanted to package mom's, uh, you know, uh, uh, barbecue spice blend. Oh, um, or you've got day. the other guy that, that literally has taken his buyout from, from GM and has everything on the line and knows that he's reaching out to somebody as a partner, totally different story. And I think you just pretty much nailed that one as, yeah. you know, yeah, look, don't waste our time. Right. And we look at that. I mean, we, we look at our, every customer we have is a partner to us. You know, we don't like to do the one and done project. You know, we build a relationship and, you know, we are a solutions provider for them. So, 
you know, we will go and get their corrugated, their, their bags, you know, from you guys, or, uh, you know, it might be a small little film pouch that, you know, we would get from you or sure. all these little items that we'll put together for them. But we're looking at them to look at us as, okay, they're providing these services to us and it becomes a big partnership and it's a long-term relationship that we're building, you know, and that's, uh, that's where the hard part is, is, is looking at all the calls. If I have 50 calls a day that come in here is differentiating between who's real, who right. is close to being real, or who is just searching for ideas. Now, we've you know. got about two minutes before break, but I wanted to just definitely throw this. Assemblies Unlimited has multiple locations. Is that correct? Can you clarify that correct. or just spell it out? Correct. We have 15 locations across the United States and Mexico. Wow. Uh, we have two locations in New Mexico or in Mexico. Um, the rest of our locations are Midwest. Uh, we do have a satellite office in California, so we have a couple plants out there. Um, and then we have... Um, you know, throughout these plants that we have, some of them are straight labor plants. Sure. Some of them are um, liquid, chemical, dry, powder, confectionery. So we kind of can cover a wide area of your packaging needs when it comes to filling items. I'm going to pick up from the break after the after the break on okay. that because I think it's a really cool um, uh, topic. And and I really just want to and again just to leave it leave our um, we're talking with Jim DeCosta he is sales manager with Assemblies Unlimited but Jim we're going to pick up from there because I think it's interesting I bet you in different areas throughout the country you are packaging different products I mean it's not yeah, totally. it's not rocket science but there's and different like kind talk, of trends yeah, definitely talk yeah. about those different items that we uh, we have the capabilities to do for you uh, that's great folks stick around we're going to be uh, right back with Jim DeCosta sales manager with Assemblies Unlimited. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. 
That's David at StandUpPouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ditch the Box. We're talking with Jim DaCosta, my friend and also sales manager with Assemblies Unlimited. Now, before the break, Jim, we were talking about the different locations of Assemblies Unlimited. That's a good way for us to kind of go into what types of products can you and do you package and I guess to really kind of add to that or dovetail that is what types of, um, is it unique? Are there different products that are unique that you package in different parts of the country and frankly the world because you're in, in different parts of the, of the world with Mexico and Canada? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, as far as what we, we don't really have a sweet spot. Um, as a co-packer, we are kind of, we have to be something to everybody. So, you know, our, our equipment is very versatile throughout the country. Um, each one of our plants has specific um, equipment to run specific items. So, you know, we do a lot of probiotics. Um, the big deal right now is probiotic gummies. Right. Um, we do um, a large amount of gummies for some of the larger um, retailers and consumer brands because uh, everybody's going to the gummy instead of a tablet now. Now, you, you know, you take your vitamin C in a gummy. Right. Um, so we've got uh, multiple facilities uh, in the Midwest that handle that type of uh, that type of product. Um, we do a lot of powder filling, um, workout powders, uh, okay. going in the tubs. Yep. Um, that's most of our our, our food based um, facilities are in the or in the, the Midwest. So Chicago, um, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, and then we go down to our. Um, Georgia facility, which is another food. They do um, energy drinks, um, powdered shots, things of that nature. So we kind of we have one chemical plant in Chicago that does tube filling, uh, greases, oils, things like that. But uh, you know, our core business is really, if I was to say, it was, is more the the um, consumer brands um, items that are uh, liquid fills, powdered fills, sure. right. uh, bags, things of that nature. And it seems like so much of that stuff is is really kind of converting. I bet you in a, in a couple of years we're not going to see those big, huge tubs anymore with the protein powders and um, that kind of stuff. Because I just, I just, this is just my guess, but I think eventually the WalMarts of the world are going to say, get get rid of that stuff. We we needed to go to flexible packaging or something else, just because it takes up so much space. Absolutely, and we've seen a big influx of, of stand up pouches, um, right. stand up pouches with a spout. Uh, that's you know you know more about that business than than, than I do, but what I we have found is that um, I don't think we're quite as advanced as Europe is or China right, right now as You're far right as on the equipment to yep. to run those, um, and and nobody's really bit the bullet to buy the equipment for us to fill that here. Um, there's still a lot of people that are filling. You know we can fill a stand up pouch no problem, but when you put the the, the fitment if the fitment's on the top, yep. we don't have the equipment to fill that yet. It's got to be a side fitment. Um, and but we do see a lot of our customers are coming to us, asking us to change over their bottles into stand-up pouches. Which you know that's a it's a great idea. It's a great packaging. It looks wonderful. I think it's a way to go. Um, even some spray bottles are going to that that side right. now that we're we're seeing. Um, you, you mentioned something I think is an important note, and, and I think we can learn a lot from what Europe and Asia are doing, just because they seem to be um, a they're they're you know I I it's an opinion, but they tend we tend to be fat and happy in this country. You know, we're not quite as um, you know quick to kind of change and force people to recycle and to mm. think about the environment first. I mean, they've they're five years, maybe ten years ahead of us because. 
A, they're really limited in land and landfills and, and how to dispose of things. And, and two, they basically just know that they're, frankly, their environment is really at the, you know, they're, they're, it's such an important issue for them over there. So, you know, you're not going to see when you walk through a store in the UK or Ireland or, or frankly, in Asia and Hong Kong, you're going to see these big, massive tubs. You're not going to see these big glass jars of, um, of barbecue sauce and vinegar and um, even alcohol and wine. They're really pushing hard to get into flexible film because it takes a lot less energy to, uh, to make. It takes a lot less energy to store and ship and, and warehouse and all those other kind of things. And um, it's just an interesting, and I think, like you said, if somebody really bites the bullet here in the U.S., and, and you know, I think there's a lot of potential with the spouted pouches for dry products, not just liquids, but dry products mm. as well. I just think you're Absolutely. right on with that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. I mean, we have multiple calls throughout the week with, uh, you know, current customers or new customers asking us to fill a side spout pouch or uh, a stand-up pouch of some sort. And, right. you know, we do have a couple pieces of equipment that can take roll stock and the actual machine will convert the pouch uh, for you. So you don't have to buy a pre-made pouch, but it can actually make the pouch, which is great with a zipper in it and everything. Yep. So yep. You know, we've come a long way with the, with that equipment, but the next the, the next generation is definitely going to, everything's going to be going to stand-up pouches. The bottles and the canisters, I think they're going to be uh, long gone very soon. We were just chatting off off the air about the private label show that I just walked through on Monday in, in, in Chicago. And um, I still see a lot of companies that, that are trying to, to distinguish themselves with their uh, odd-shaped packaging. And, uh, and again, I'm all for, trust me, we're both in the same world. Packaging is, is definitely a great way to uh, emphasize your brand and, 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 and bring attention to your brand. However, those companies that think that they can, you know, be five times as expensive because they're in a glass jar um, mm-hmm. and that people are going to buy that molasses or soup in a, in, a, in a glass jar versus that company that can be 40% cheaper in a retort pouch that you can cook that soup and literally open the top and pour it out completely done and throw it away. They're kidding themselves. I mean, they're it's eventually that market is eventually going to just flat out say you're you're either you know you're we're not going to accept your product uh it unless it's Campbell's but we're seeing what Campbell's is doing and I just reported in the news you know Campbell's is pretty much at the forefront of changing the way they've done business you're going to start seeing those cans start to go by the wayside you're going to start to see them kind of get into more gourmet things and you know, the more you can kind of be friendly to that consumer out there that wants to buy environmentally safe or safer products, they're willing to do it. I think it's an important thing for the big guys to realize. Well, you know as well as anybody that, you know, you're going to get the, you're going to get a long shelf life putting a soup into a a bag. Right. You don't need a can anymore. Uh, Right. You know, the cans have, they take up a lot of shelf space. They're environmentally not friendly at all. Um, Right. But you can, you know, there's a few of these gourmet um, type companies that are going into their, you know, their soups into a stand-up pouch. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it's, so it, it leaves a lot less footprint um, in the stores, in the consumers, in the landfills, all that. So it, it's definitely something that needs to be looked at. But like you said, you know, we don't, we don't definitely look at that in the United States here. We're, you know, fat and happy. I mean, I'm looking at a project yep. I just finished running right now that's uh, it's a big plastic canister, and it's six-pound fill of... Um, weight loss powder. Wow, wow. And, I mean, the shelf space this takes. Now when this is empty, it goes into a landfill. 
Yep. I mean, it's a PET plastic tub, you know, but six pounds of product, that's, you don't need that. You know, that's just, that's too much. Yeah, so. it's, it's, and, and again, until the big retailers, the Walmarts, the Targets, whatever, or if that, if that truly is the GNCs of the world or whatever, mm-hmm. until they say, no, we're not taking this anymore. And I also, th- and, I, and I don't know about you, but I also think, um, you know, some people just don't understand the business. And if they really relied on an Assemblies Unlimited with the different options, I would think. You know, if somebody came to us, you, me, us, and, and basically was willing um, to kind of entertain different types of packaging or different thoughts of packaging, um, you know, maybe they would find an opportunity. And I mean, frankly, I just mentioned that before, when somebody feels that um, it's been proven because statistics have shown that when somebody really um, connects with a brand based upon how they feel they are towards the environment, they're willing to spend more money and buy that product or buy more of that product and refer that product to their friends and family, meaning that there's opportunities out there. You can be a Me Too company and just kind of keep doing the stuff in the jars. But if you really would, would rely on an Assemblies Unlimited, if you will, or companies that to kind of help guide them in different types of packaging that are available, I think they could probably pick up market share. Absolutely. Oh, I think that, that, that kind of the, the neat thing is if, if some of the bigger companies would step back and look at some of the small "Quote unquote mom and pops" or the small right. entrepreneurs that we deal with, they've got the marketing mindset to be different. So they're trying to change their packaging to a point and stand out on the shelf next to a Campbell's soup or next to whatever right. it may be. And they're the ones that are being creative and looking at the different packaging that you know we offer or that we've seen. And I can take that information and pass it on to another customer. But I think, like you said, until the big guys want to look at, at making that change. You're going to find more of the small entrepreneur guys that are looking at at the at the stand-up pouches or the just the unique packaging or the yeah, different, be different. Types of, right. Yeah, and that's what the, and that's what they're trying to do to grab a little bit of that market share. And you find a lot more of that if you go into the Whole Foods, the Marianos, the specialty yep. grocery stores is where yep. you're finding the unique mom and pop um, you know items. And there's and again at the end of the day, when we've heard and seen that people are willing to pay a premium for mm-hmm. um, those unique products, that should be that 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 bell that's going off in these companies' heads of be different, be unique, um, and right. packaging can really separate you from the rest of the pack. Um, it's a very it, you know it's again it's an inexpensive way to separate you from the rest of these other guys, and it's, it's just interesting. Right. Well, it, it's it's funny. Marketing 101. If you look at, it, I mean, we've done we've done marketing studies here. And, yep. You know, we've yep. had our design team do it, and we've taken the exact same product and put it into two different packages. Um, one really colorful and bright and, and you know unique, and we've raised the price level on it. And we've taken another item, the exact same item, and just kind of gave it an average packaging and put them both on a shelf next to each other. And the vibrant colored one and the you know the unique packaging. People have paid a premium for it, and it's kind of scratch your head. You look at, you know, it's the exact it's same item. Exact same. It's not rocket science, exact but same. we're dealing with people buy with their eyes. They buy right. with their eyes. Right. And, and it's, um, you know, it's interesting. We had a client that, that took our, uh, they actually, they came to us for um, stock pouches and stuck a label on them. And then they eventually tweaked into a custom printed pouch. And what was interesting is they had both at a trade show, and they were giving away samples in these, in these pouches. And they literally took a, a video, and then they also took some stills for us to show us that people grab the printed pouches um, like two to one. I mean, they mm-hmm. literally gobbled up the printed pouches. It gives that impression, and they left the stock bags with a label alone. 
and same exact product, like the, just like you mentioned, and and the you know at the end of the day, you think to yourself, why aren't other people kind of like waking up to this? This is just very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, well, it, it's a unique. It's it's definitely unique when you look at the, the different things that, uh, that people will buy based on what it looks like. Right. Right. Hey, Jim, we've got one more segment coming up. It's yeah. a small uh, nine-minute segment. I hope you'll stick with us because I really want to kind of dig into a little bit more about really the – and I know you mentioned the sweet spot of what it is that, that Assemblies Unlimited can do, but I really want to dig in even further. I want our people to, to – our listeners to really understand um, you guys have some unique capability, and I want to really make sure we dial it in. Is that fair? Absolutely. I'll stick around okay, cool. for sure. All right, great. Hey, folks, we're going to be right back with Jim DaCosta, Sales Manager, Assemblies Unlimited. Stick around. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So, what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back to our final segment of the day. Once again, we're talking with my friend and the sales manager with Assemblies Unlimited, Jim DaCosta. Jim, let's stay with a topic um, or subject, if you will, on the um, the vitamin and supplement business, which is just exploding. Um, you had mentioned earlier you do a lot of work in the gummy world. Are people sending in, are they finished gummies? Or are you guys actually making the gummies and that kind of stuff? Give us an idea of what all is involved with gummy in that gummy vitamin business. Yeah, the gummies, uh, they're being sent in to us by a gummy manufacturer, and there's, there's a handful of uh, gummy manufacturers here in the States, mostly in the Midwest here. They do the probiotics, and they make the gummies for most of the large um, companies out there that are having vitamin supplements and things of that nature. So they're being sent in to us, but... You know, it takes specific equipment to to run gummies. So we've kind of retrofitted everything, and we've got the equipment that 
can take these and put gummies into into bottles, um, into stand-up pouches, um, and we've even do small little um, like three by three pouches for uh, samples. So yeah, the giveaways and trade there. shows and stuff. Exactly. Right, that's cool. Exactly. Right. And it's interesting so, that 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 still that whatever it is you mentioned earlier that people want to you know again it's taking a pill or chewing a chewable right. they're doing the gummies because it's you know again, what we once thought was just for kids. Hell, mm-hmm. a lot of adults, I'd rather take a gummy vitamin any day of the week than try to, you know, swallow down one of those horse pills that are out there. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the yeah. market's gone. You know, they, and the kids love them now. The, you know, adults pop in your mouth, you're out the door, you're not having to grab a glass of water. So it, it's been a big market that has taken off in the last, probably the last two years. We've seen a, a huge increase in business uh, on the supplemental gummies. So let's talk a little bit about um, finding assemblies unlimited. Just hear me and let me explain. So, for example, um, you know, assembly. You've got several locations, and and I know you know you and I have known each other for years, and the marketing is important to you just as it is to us. How are these people? Are you are you on different trade magazines? Or are you just you know you and your team cold calling? Is it how are people finding you? Because I want to use this show to help you find more people. Um, and you know, is it, is it, you know, how can we kind of get spread that word about, you know, assemblies unlimited? Right. We do have a, a large presence on the internet. Um, in our website, if you, if you look up contract packaging or co-packers, mm-hmm. um, we are, you know, up there at number one or two, um, yep. it is assemblies.com. So it's yep. just www.assemblies.com. Um, but you know, we, we're in most of the trade magazines. We belong to several of the, um, contract packaging trade organizations. Right. So if you are, you know, if you look up on a website or on the internet and you come across co-packers, we'll be up in that area. Um, if you're looking for, you know, contract packaging of gummies, um, right. we will probably pop up there um, as one or two as, as a co-packer for that. So as far as finding us, you'd be hard-pressed not to find us. Now, co-packing is different than fulfillment. Give me the, the background. Correct. Co-packing is, what is co-packing compared to fulfillment, just for our listeners to really understand? Well, I think it can be, uh, you know, tomato, tomato. So right. fulfillment right. can be, you know, some people will think that fulfillment means that, you know, I'm going to send in a powder, you're going to fulfill it, you're going to put it into a pouch, you're going to put it into a box and send it back to me. Right. Um, fulfillment can also mean like your Amazon type model where I'm going to fulfill this order based on multiple items that you're going to pick. I call that a pick and pack. Some people call that fulfillment. Co-packing on the other side or contract manufacturing is um, taking your product, putting it together, assembling it, filling it, um, packaging it, and then sending it out to you. So we don't take that finished product warehouse it and then you place orders and we pull five cases and send them to Joe Blow, take 10 cases and send them over here to Kmart. You know, that to me is is a fulfillment item or a pick and pack type um, item. So we've had, we've, yeah, we've, we've had some fulfillment folks on um, guests in our show and you're exactly right. It's definitely different where it is that Amazon model where something is completely finished and, you know, they're, they're, they're tied to somebody's website and that, that you know, they get one Correct. case of, you know, something and they, they send it out. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's a good point. Right. I got it. Right. 
so take me through, um, you had mentioned earlier you've got these multiple locations. Is that, is that strictly, the multiple locations are, and I know that you had mentioned they've got different equipment. Some places have the same types of equipment. But mm-hmm. when a company comes to you, and that's one of the advantages of Assemblies Unlimited, is that you can kind of handle things geographically just as well as, you know, mechanically for having the right machinery. So if I, you know, have a, um, a, you know, a product that I'm in Florida, you would run it at, a, at your Georgia location um, just for the, the efficiency standpoint. Is that, do I got that right? Correct, and it, we would place, we would, you know, we would take your your project and we place it in the most efficient facility that we have. So, like our Georgia facility, for example, is strictly a dry powdered facility. So, anything you had dry powder that's a food item, whether it's a supplement, a flour, um, spices, anything like that, would go into our Georgia facility. If you're in Florida, if you needed something that was a liquid fill, a bottle, or um, something like that that was, you know, a food item that would probably come up to our Chicago facility. We've got four got facilities it. in Chicago that would handle that. So even though they do have the same type of equipment, um, usually your, our food facilities and our, non, or our, um, our dry facilities and our liquid facilities are separate. Um, you just don't want to mix the two together. So, yeah, it really just depends on, on the actual item where you're at. I mean, we do have customers that are in California that we ship to Chicago to do their, sure. their packaging because – um, labor might be less in Chicago compared to LA, but the freight doesn't make up, doesn't change that, and it doesn't add any more to it. So it, it's nice having the 15 facilities throughout the country, but um, the big core business is Midwest and then our Georgia and Kentucky facilities. And I th- and I think I just want to add to that before we kind of mm-hmm. start to wind down the, this week's show. But I think it's important for people to realize too is you guys look at the particular project and go, what's the most effective and efficient facility for us to run this at? And you just mentioned something which is interesting because a lot of companies will pigeonhole and go, hey, the guys in California, we're going to use Jorge out here and and, right. and and use the you know West Coast location, even though it may be more efficient for you guys to run that thing in Chicago. And not a lot of companies will do that. You got to give yourself props on that, Jimmy, because a lot of companies will just go, you know what, we're keeping that LA facility going and but you guys really do look out for the client to kind of at the end of the day, you know, is it better that we run this in, in Chicago and we can save the client money, get it done faster, get it there more efficiently? I think that's, that's you guys deserve yeah. props for that. Well, like I said, that goes back to us, you know, building a partnership and a relationship with our customers. And, uh, you know, we've, our big model, you know, there's no more customer service, it seems. And that's kind of been our thing is we like to turn quotes quick around, you know, quickly, you know, with 24 right. hours, you'll have a quote back, um, you know, timely service. Getting you know, when we say we're going to deliver, we deliver. Um, and you know, doing the putting in the best facility that we can based on what the customers' needs are. And that might, be, like you said, it might be coming to Chicago, and the customer might scratch their head and say, "Wow, I don't know if I want to go that far. It's going to kill me in freight." But right. when we do the numbers, we look at it. This is the best facility that can handle your product and get out the most efficient and the best price. And that's you know, like I said, it's building a partnership, and that's my job and our you know my sales guys here. That's their job is to take your product, put it in the correct facility that we have, and get your product to market as fast as possible for you. You know, and the communication piece is just critical. It's 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 forming a partnership, like you said, because so many people want to try to um, goodness uh, do it themselves. 
and right. and they think that they're actually going to save money by kind of doing it themselves instead of really being honest and open with their with their supplier, not just you guys, but us or whatever. If somebody, and I know because I, I, I've known you for years, if somebody says, look, I'm really up against it for this particular project. This is going into Target or Whole Foods. And I mean, I am getting squeezed, you know, I, help me um, get this, you know, or, or do this. Those are the things that we do for our clients. And it's just a, you know, and that's the kind of thing that you just mentioned before. If you know what they need, if people just are just, I guess, upfront, that helps, that makes our job so much easier than playing games with all this Absolutely. other crap. Does that make sense? You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Hey, well, we've got one minute left. So if I'm going to look, or if I'm going to ask my buddy Jim DeCosta to look out in that crystal ball, where is Assemblies uh, Unlimited in the next five years, if you were guessing? Well, um, I know we'll still be here because we've been in business for over 20 years. So we're still going to be yep. here. More um, locations, you know, less locations, different bring, places. Hopefully we're going to bring on some other um, facilities in the in the time frame that we have in the next five years. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, if I had a crystal ball, I'd love to say that here's where the market's going to go. But, you know, contract packaging changes every day. And right. what's great today, you know, tomorrow is going to be different. Um, we follow the trends, and we definitely um, we try to be, you know, um, have our eyes open to it, or as you say, the 30,000-foot view of what's going yep. on in the contract packaging world. And, you know, we're definitely on top of, of the trade magazines and, and the new things that are going on. But um, we just, you know, we, we evolve with our customers, and we're, you know, we're going to be here and, and help them as best as we can. Jim, you're the best. I am so glad you joined us. Thank you again for Absolutely. being part of our show. And I'd like no, to thank you. Yeah, this has been a very informative. And, and again, folks, assemblies, um, assemblies.com, assemblies.com for all the contact information for Jim and his team. Folks, I'd like to thank all of our friends at Voice America, our producer, Winnie Winston Price, and my producer, Jamie Berling. Don't forget, it's your product, folks. Package it properly. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join David Marinak for another great show next week.